Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Dusty Dimes. Uh, today's podcast, we actually have Colton Saucerman for the Utica Comets. He's an defenseman. Um, he's very well known for his beard. Yeah, that's kind of one of the things that ESPN the last couple months really portrayed him and was just, you know, you got to appreciate a man's beard, especially in hockey. So it's been nice to have him on today. We're going to talk a little bit about that, talk a little about AHL and just kind of working the way up the ranks to make it to the show just because he even said he's not there yet and he's kind of living the dream just like everyone else is trying to make it there. So it's been nice to hear his side. So, oh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good, man. I'm fucking – I actually wrapped the tournament 30, 30, 31 games in three days, man. Holy shit. And that was State Wars, correct? Yeah, State Wars in Philly. Yeah, it was it was crazy. That's awesome, man. So, real quick, we want to introduce uh, Utica defenseman in the AHL. Uh, we have Colton Sauce. How's it going, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me today. Yeah, I appreciate you being on. So, obviously, everyone knows you more or less for your beard, but also the skill set that you bring to the AHL. Um, We'll talk about your beard later on because I was reading a couple articles that you were part of and, you know, a lot of people know you for your beard, but also you're another guy that's trying to fight to make it to the NHL. And I kind of want to talk about the steps that you took to make it to the AHL and the coast. So if there's a way that you can touch on that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think – it started kind of like, the, you know, in junior and stuff. I played junior A in the USHL, and I think the original goal that I had in mind was, you know, I always wanted to play college hockey. And, you know, I grew up in Colorado Springs, so I watched uh, Colorado College play quite a bit. And it was just always a fascination of mine to, you know, to play college hockey, I think, was just the first goal that I had. And um, I guess realistic goal, you know, that was one that yeah. I thought – you know, that was everybody says as a kid, they want to play in the NHL. But it's, you know, I think until you get to a certain point, you don't realize that maybe that is or is impossible. And um, so once I got to college, I, you know, I went to Northeastern University and I think it was after my sophomore year there where I was like, you know, OK, maybe I can do something with this. And, you know, you play against guys and you're like you measure yourself up. And I think that, that was after that season, I felt like maybe I could do something with, you know, hockey after school. And so I, my senior year, I signed with um, the South Carolina Stingrays and the ECHL. We had just lost um, in the first round of the NCAA. And I was kind of, so it was that senior spring and I just wanted to keep playing. So I went down there for, you know, basically just on an ATO, just a tryout contract and just wanted to keep playing. And um, so I ended up playing four regular season games there and then the playoffs with them. And, so that kind of started, you know, I ended up getting re-signed the next year there and um, kind of started this uh, this journey that I've been on playing for quite a few teams here. <laughs> but Yeah, um, but at the same time, it's awesome. It's, it's awesome because, I mean, you're only, what, 5'9", five, 5'10"? Five, yeah, 5'9". So you're you're a small defenseman playing in, the you know, the A and you're working your way up to the NHL. Now, have you noticed playing NCAA hockey, um, kind of like the smaller D-men's working their way up in the system a lot quicker than the bigger guys since, you know, hockey's evolving to nothing but speed now? Yeah, no, definitely. I think, um, you know, it's fortunate, I guess, that I came in kind of – I'm trying to come in at the right time where the game was switched, like you said, to uh, the more mobile defenseman. Um, you know, good skating, puck-moving defenseman is kind of like – what teams you're going for now. So I definitely, definitely thankful that the game started to go that way. Um, but 
I think that college just everybody's path is a little different. And I think that my path, I just needed that extra four years to, to keep getting bigger and faster and stronger. And, um, I definitely, you know, attribute my success so far in professional hockey to, you know, my days in college where, you know, it was the working out and the long summers and stuff. And, um, definitely was an adjustment going back to playing so many games cause you only play 35 games in college. But so that was a little bit of an adjustment my first year, but I think everything else has definitely helped me. So Sick. I heard that, uh, the Marlies made you shave your beard for tryouts. How was that? Were you kind of rattled? <laughs> oh man, that story is hilarious. Just cause like I, when my agent called, it was like two days before their camp and we hadn't really gotten anything in terms of offers or camp invites. And so that I, I was kind of excited cause I was, you know, okay, wow. They want me to come like, that's great. And yeah. so when he's like, yeah, but you're going to have to shave. <laughs> I, I, was just, I was like, I almost told him, no, I almost told him like, no, I'm not going. Cause you know, and I guess it's just that, you know, it's that personality thing, right? It's like, I, yeah. that's who I am kind of. And I guess that's what I w- had been known for my first year and a half. And so I hung up with him and I was like, all right, I'll call you back. And I immediately called my dad and told my dad the story. And he goes, well, you could always grow it back. I mean, what's the chance that you maybe make the team or they want you to stay and like, you, you're right. Like they're going to pay you to play. Like, would you shave it? And I was like, you're right. I, I, I could grow back. So went up there and obviously didn't, didn't end up making the team, which is just added salt to the wound. But, oh, no. uh, I, uh, I went back and it took about 10 months to, to grow it back. So definitely wasn't gone for too long. Now, was this before or after your gritty for Halloween? So that was like, <laughs> yeah. So the gritty was this year for Halloween. Okay. Uh, that was last, last September. I went to, um, the September before I went to Toronto's camp. Tell you what, you pulled it off, man. You look better than Gritty. I was I, I told people before I was bullied into it. I did not want to to go as him and it was the guys I was in Manchester still at the time and they were <laughs> they just started calling me Gritty for two weeks oh, before no. Halloween. And I was like, I'm that's not me. I'm not him. Like I don't look like him. Me. Yeah, I was like, I don't look like him. And finally yeah. I, I just accepted it. <laughs> Uh, to touch on to touch on your beard, Colton, I, I I got a serious question. Who who has a better beard, you or Dex? Oh man, Dex was the one that started that got me into it. But I'd say I'd say mine's thicker. Um, I think his might be a little longer, but um, I think uh, I think mine's thicker. So I'll have to go my, <laughs> myself. <laughs> Another question about your beard. I mean, listen, we're just gonna start ram- rambling off questions about the beard. Do you do anything like, do you use any oils, anything like that? Yeah, no, I have, uh, fortunately I have some companies that have reached out and, um, send me products and sample stuff. And so I use, I don't have a specific company, I guess, that I use all the time. I kind of am just a, a guinea pig and will try people's products and kind of give them my feedback on what I like or whatever. So yeah, I have, uh, you know, a couple different shampoo brands that I like and, um, oils and i got <laughs> brushes so many brushes it's insane so, <laughs> so not to throw another company at you but we're actually sponsored by a company called bear beards and they heard that you're coming on they're like listen if you can send him one of our products just to try out that would be phenomenal so if you're willing to try another product we are more than welcome to, or willing to send you something 
Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to. Nice. nice. It's awesome. So uh, out of, you know, playing NCAA, when you're playing for Northeastern, um, what was probably like your biggest, how do I say this? What was probably your biggest flaw, you know, developing yourself into like a professional player coming from like NCAA? Like what was your biggest weakness? I think just going back to the size thing, I think it's always undersized defensemen maybe always get knocked for, you know, can, can they defend, you know, can they, can they handle the physicality? And um, so I guess for me being an offensive, I like to think of myself as an offensive defenseman. I think that that was something that I always maybe got criticized for and that I was always in the back of my mind every season. Okay. This year is the year where I'm going to turn that stereotype around that I'm going to be able to defend and, and not that I necessarily had bad plus minus or I wasn't, you know, I was, a, I wasn't a liability out there, but it's always just, I always want to work on that side of it. And I think cause the offensive skills come more naturally. Yeah. And so to this day, like I focus on that a lot, you know, I really try to bear down and practice and like we do five on five stuff or, you know, even small games, like stuff like that, just game like situations in practice where I'm, I want to bear down and be, a reliable defenseman as well. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And that's the biggest thing with, even with a lot of young talent that uh, we talk about on our podcast, it's a lot of kids that have the talent, but they don't have like the mentality for it. They always think like, well, I'm too small. I can't make it. And listening you hear, hear or say that it's kind of one of those things to reassure them that you really can make it if you really put the effort into it. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, you see it a lot too with younger draft picks and stuff. It's what's, what are they maybe knocked for? Like, obviously their offensive flair is there, but it's, you know, the game is so defensive now too. Like you have to be able to play defense and, you know, just because you can put up a hundred points, if, if you're, if you're giving up as much as you're getting, then it's not, you know, you'll never really get the, where you want to be. Absolutely. What, what would you have to say is the biggest difference between like the East coast, the A and also the show? Do you think speed, just kind of simple passes, quick thinking? I think, you know, the speed is, I think an average hockey fan, if you were to go watch an ECHL American League game, you wouldn't see much difference. Like mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, the guys can skate just as well in, in the coast. I think the biggest thing is, you know, you don't have four lines in the ECHL. You only have three lines. So it's the hockey gets to where, you know, you're playing that third game in a weekend. It's like everybody's just exhausted, you know, yeah. and, and, yeah. and your, your top six forwards and your top four defensemen in the ECHL should be in the American league. You know, they, they're somewhere, there's just, there's so many guys, right? So yeah. it's just that thing where I think that if the league was four lines, if, you know, they had that going for them, I think the, the consistency between the ECHL and the American league would, uh, the gap would be closed a little bit. I think in the American league, I think guys are so close to the NHL that they, they just bear down on all the little fundamental things, like all the little things that, you know, uh, you get the puck out when you're supposed to, you get the puck in when you're supposed to, you don't miss assignments because if you do, it's, you know, it costs you. And I, obviously I don't have any experience in the NHL, but from what I see, like, you know, guys can skate, obviously the the high end guys, the McDavid's, you know, all these guys are so fast. And, but I think it's just their, their attention to detail and like they play the system perfectly. And I think that that's the difference between guys maybe in the American league to the NHL is, you know, there's guys in my team here in Utica that are, 
unbelievable talent and I'm like how are you not in the NHL and it's like it's hard I don't I don't understand I don't have all the questions or answers yeah, and, yeah. um so but I think that maybe for me that would be my my look at it would be that the systems and just the attention to detail no yeah for sure now uh one of my last questions and sorry for this but did you when you um you know even youth hockey did you ever notice that you took on a role at like youth hockey and then when you went to like play college and then play pro did you develop like a new role or no I, i've tried to stay consistent i guess in my role and i think it's just been when i you know in college i got the opportunities to to play to play power play and to be you know an offensive guy and and I, you know, was fortunate enough to produce. And um, I think my role in pro has been similar to that. I think up until this year with Utica, it's kind of been that, you know, power play, PK, uh, offensive play in all situations type of guy. And that's what I was getting in the ECHL and some of the other um, stops I, in Springfield. I got a little power play time and, you know, um, I think too, it's like when you're a, a PTO guy, it's hard to, for teams to just, you know, throw opportunities at you. I think it's more of, you know, the, the, my time here in Utica and my other stops, it's more like, I'm just trying to get my foot in the door. I think if yeah. there was a situation where, you know, maybe I got to start with a team at the beginning of the year training camp on, maybe I could work my way up into, you know, a power play spot. And, and I didn't expect that, you know, I come in day one and just because I'm a power play guy and the ECHL that I was going to get handed power play time, you know, I know how it works. And so I've just tried to, you know, bring and my energy and my enthusiasm. And obviously whenever I get a chance offensively, I want to try to bear down and, um, you know, contribute when I can and just not be a liability defensively, obviously too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're not trying to bone your team. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get that completely. So, sorry, I, I'm sorry, TJ, I'm asking all these questions, but... No, no, you're good, man. What would you have to say, in, at least in the A, so uh, I used to work for the Phantoms, and okay. we, down at the PPL Center in Allentown, I mean, brand new facility, gorgeous barn, but what would you have to say is probably the toughest barn that you had to play in or play against in? Uh, I played there. It was That was a good atmosphere. I really liked that ring, too. Um, let me think here. Uh, let's see. Probably, I guess maybe my favorite rink to play in, like not, all right, so two different ones. My favorite rink, I think, is um, a opposing rink is Laval. Okay. Um, yeah. Every time I've played there, it's been crazy crowd. Like they love hockey, super in, like into the game, and they pack it. Like every game I've played there, it's been pretty much sold out. That's I awesome. think, yeah, it was awesome, man. They that was such a fun, such a fun place to play. I think I think Syracuse might be the hardest to play in because the crunch. Yeah, because the rink is kind of like uh, just like the visiting locker room setup is like kind of crappy, and the you know it's only a forty-five minute drive, but it's just like their fans are pretty hostile. Like they always have a really good team. Um, I think that those, those games that I've played in Syracuse there this year have been probably the toughest environment, I think just cause the rivalry too, between the comments and the crunch is like, it's a big rivalry game. So it's just, those are super intense. Oh, for sure though. That's like when, uh, the fans used to play bingo, like Binghamton. I mean, it was always either, 
a brawl or something was going down with <laughs> yeah. them. They, they hated each other. <laughs> exactly. But um, I'll tell you what. We just actually just, uh, went to watch them play the Marlies this past week. And the Marlies are the defending champions of the Calder Cup, obviously. But for them, they didn't. They did not look like defending champions. They had an off game, and it's it's funny to see in the AHL because you can actually see in youth hockey where teams that come out and want to play, and you know they come out flat footed sometimes. Yeah, the entire first two pairs are flat footed, and you never expect that in the AHL. So it's definitely more. Ra- it's definitely rare teams. for sure. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's on the it's on the lower side. But um, on, other than that, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on. And, yeah. Um, if you Mike. if you like us to send you anything, I mean. By all means, we're definitely going to send you some stuff from our uh, Bear Beards, which is our sponsor. Yeah, I would love that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I got, I got, I got one more, one more question for you to, to close it out with Golden on, on December twelfth. Then you made your debut and you ripped that wrister from the blue line and scored your first AHL goal. What, what that feel like? What was the moment going through your mind? Well, so I think you know, going into your, it was my you know my third year pro here, and I had had a few games up in the American League, and I think you know, being an offensive guy, I was like, man, I just need to get the monkey off my back. Like, I just need yeah. to get one, you know, and then hopefully, they keep getting some opportunities, and hopefully, I can get a few more. And so I think the first feeling was just relief. I think mm-hmm. it didn't even sink in that it was actually you know I was happy and a great moment until like all right, I was sitting on the bench 30 seconds later and like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, so like, I think the first, like, I celebrated pretty hard. And it was funny because, like, I think it was just that relief of, all right, cool, I got one. Now I don't have to, like, be beat myself up that I haven't scored here. <laughs> but, no, no it, was a, it was a great moment. And obviously it was super, um, super fun and just exciting because it was with a new team and first game and – um so that was – and we ended up winning. So that was the best part. Hell, yeah. Put it this way. If you don't sell it hard, you're not really trying much. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So I'll tell you what. If you, get, if you do it – if you score again, you got to choke the beard. Okay. You gotta <laughs> sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Hell, yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, man, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, we'd love to have you back at any time. But we wish you nothing but the best for the rest of your season. Guys, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I can, uh, I'll send you my address for some of that beard oil. I'll definitely want to try it out. Awesome. Yeah, of course, thanks, man. We'll, we'll get it to you then this week. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Good luck, yep. Colton. Thank you. All right. Take care. So what a beauty. What yeah, a so fucking beauty for all you fuckers that didn't listen for the last 19 minutes. That was Colton Saucerman and he's a, uh, puck moving defenseman in my eyes for Utica Comets. He's 5'9", maybe 185, 190. And if you want to, like, go back from – let's see. I'm, I'm just going to read off this list real quick. 2016, this is where he played, right? South Carolina until 2017. Then he got transferred over to Manchester Monarchs. Then he went to Hershey Bears. And then he went to the Thunderbirds all in one year. 2017 to 18, he went to Manchester, Manchester Monarchs, Providence Bruins, Ontario Reign, Springfield Thunderbirds all in one year. 18 to 19 – he went to Manchester Monarchs, Idaho Steelheads, and then finally he's at his, you know, Utica Comets. So this guy definitely is a true hockey player. He knows what it takes to, you know, get himself up to that next level. He's willing to move to different teams, even though it sucks, but it's a part of the job. It's one of those no, absolutely. if you can't, you know, keep up, they're going to find someone else to replace you. And he's the type of guy that isn't the – put it this way. He's not the type of guy that can't keep up. He's the guy that's willing to replace the guy that can. So, For sure. 
other than that, man, I mean, he's awesome. I'm going to I'm gonna have to ask him for his, you know, get sauce Utica t-shirts, man. Oh, 100%. We need to, get, we need to grab him. Absolutely. If he strokes the beard, oh, my God. We have to check and see if he plays uh, Lehigh. Yeah. Yeah. Have to. Like ASAP Rocky because yeah. I would kill to go see that guy. But, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things, too, where you go and play pro hockey. And we were talking about this last time. And yeah, this guy is like one, another player that's very humble. He's not a douchebag. I mean, a lot of guys in the show and a lot of the superstars, too, like uh, I'm just going to name off like. I wouldn't say superstar, but Nick Cousins, right? He used to yep. be a guy that played for the Phantoms, and a lot of guys were like, oh, he seems like a dick, blah, blah, blah. He's not. It's just the way that he, you know, presents himself on the ice, off the ice. They're probably the nicest guys in the world. So oh, sure. that's why I love hockey, man. Like, you can't get a guy that's not really humble in my eyes. Yeah. But uh, so let's talk about a little bit about you, man. What have you been up to? Dude, I – Reffing this weekend, I feel like I'm like fucking 85 years old, man. Just really? like, yeah, man. It's, I tell you, it's, it, I haven't put on inline skates in almost two years. I've been skating ice, obviously, with coaching and playing and shit like that. And, uh, we, I got asked to ref this weekend and just fucking, I was like, hey, let me, let me jump all over that. I jumped all over it. First day, my feet were like fucking ground beef, dude. It was ground beef. It was fucking brutal, man. Eighty-five, fifteen, or eighty-five, ten. That's what your feet were. Holy fuck! But it, I mean, it was a good week. I, I caught a fucking high stick in the fucking face first. First couple games I did, a fourteen-year-old, you know, right off the draw, thinking he's goddamn Mark, like he's Mark Messier taking a fucking face off, getting low, and he swings up and can opens my face and my eye. Did you? Do you cuss him out or what? No, I. It was fourteen seconds left in the game, and I just looked at him and go, "What the fuck are you doing with your stick?" And he like looks at me with a dumbass look. He's like, "Uh, uh I don't know, <laughs> yeah. man. I'm trying to win the yeah, face off." That's what kills me too. Seeing those little shitheads that are like thinking they're Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid. Like, let me get three feet. Like, his nose is basically touching oh, the fucking sure. tile. Like, Holy fuck! <gasps> it looks like he's trying to squat out a fat shit at a fourteen-year-old. Eh, you know what? Whatever. Fuck those kids. No, other than that, it was good. I I got to see, you know I got to. Meet up with a couple of old buddies, old friends. I, I saw Joey D play in the pro division, refed a couple of games in the pro division. It was it was good hockey, man, all weekend. It really did was. Did Max play? Max did not play. But to, to touch on that, like fucking Joey D, man, he was playing pro here. He went – he played, I believe, Friday night. Uh, Friday during the day, he played up here in Philly. Then he drove back to Connecticut. Then Saturday morning, he drove back up to play in the pro division, drove back to Connecticut to play with Farmingdale. The kid, the kid's a maniac. Dude, uh, I want to yeah, know what like, those easy pass bills are. Because, yeah, no listen, shit. I'll send you my, pa- no or my bills. No shit. Like, it was, it, I was like, because I asked, because he was playing in the junior division and the pro division, and he wasn't there for one of the pro games. And I'm like, oh, where's he at? And he uh, – they were like, oh, he's 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 driving back to Farmingdale. I'm like, for what? He's like, oh, college ice. I'm like, Gee, the kid fucking loves it, man. Loves the game. And that's what I mean. There's a lot of kids nowadays that you kind of watch them and they go out to like stick and puck and stuff and they just screw around and they're not actually worried about things that they need to worry about. Like, you know, stick yeah. handling, just stay, skating backwards with your head up. Like, I see so many kids, especially in roller too, because you obviously can't hit in roller, but you develop bad habits sometimes where a lot of kids – 
like Max and Joey, obviously we we never see it because they play pro, but yeah, they always come down with their head down, worrying about where the puck or if they're playing ball hockey, which you fucking shouldn't be. But oh yeah, if if they're looking down, coming into the offensive zone, trying to split two guys, like I'm sorry, I it just it's like deer in the headlights kind of look for me. Like I want to light you up. That's a that's a topic I want to bring up, Mike. Okay, let's hear it. So you know playing for many years in the, in, in the pro division and in nationals and shit like that. And refing now, I, I, to me, I, I believe that, you know, high inline hockey should have some contact in it after watching it this weekend. I, mm-hmm. I believe along, along the boards for sure. Yeah. You know, like a rub off. Cause I mean, as, when I'm refing, you know, with my partner, I, I know that, he'll allow it as well. And I, I, I allow it, you know, with the 18 year old all the way down to 14, you 14 it up, even a little 12 year old, you know, like 12, double a triple a all allow the board play go, you know, but as you go up, it's just like some of these kids are going, like you said, they're going down the fucking down the middle with their head down, toe dragging. People are fucking, you know, throwing their fucking stick out, trying to tap it. They're, they're, and they just go around everybody. It's, it's kind of annoying to watch. Because, you know, if you look at the retrospect of ice hockey, if they did that in ice hockey, they're dead. Oh, 100%. So, so preparing them, you know, like inline hockey, I, I it's, I believe I, I'm not dissing inline hockey to roller hockey or inline hockey to ice hockey. Like I said before, I, I think it does help in, you know, your hands and creating space and speed. But some of these kids, man, don't, they're, they're all, they're so into fucking inline hockey right now. That that's all they're playing. Then they're like, "Oh, let me jump in the ice," and they try to do that in the ice, and you know they're fucking getting a conky right away. Yep. And and that's the thing too. It's like the kids that are getting the concussions and you know taking themselves out of the play. Yeah. You're just hurting yourself down the road because that's where we go back to what we were just talking about. If you go to like stick time or if you go to any private event that allows you to develop your skills a little bit, why not do it instead of going around fucking around with a three on three where you guys are trying to go between your legs like. And you're playing against your buddies that you know they're not going to hit you. So it's like, yeah. that's what kills me. When I see these, you know, 12, all the way up to 18, if not older, and they're trying to do these bullshit toe drags between the legs. Like, they want to pull the Michigan off behind the net. It's like, when are you ever going to do that in a game? Like, oh, and, and that's the thing. Like, they, they, why? Like, I, did you, I forget what game it was that Giroud just tried it a couple games ago. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they see that and they're like, oh, okay, but, and that's the thing. Like they go to try the kids try to do the Michigan these days. And it's like, if you hear about it, you're like, Oh, did anybody go after him or touch him? And they're like, no, like back when we fucking played, if you tried that shit, you were getting a stick across oh, your leg or your so goddamn hard. forearm. Yep. Yeah. You, you get a stick. But like, that's another thing too, where we get to touch on where, like you just said back in the day when we played. Right. So that's before mm-hmm. like the evolution of nothing but finesse and speed is really brought into it. So, with us, it's kind of one of those things where when we were playing back then, you wouldn't hesitate to – if someone touched your goalie, you're running them. Like, you're oh, going to fucking fuck take yeah. them out, right? Fuck yeah. I watch games now where, you know, a goalie's going to get absolutely trucked, and everyone's, like, just pulling them off. Like, oh, don't do that again. Bro, I'm sorry. But just because the game's changing to nothing but, you know, finesse, speed – there's still room for that American type of hockey where back in the day, you touch someone, look someone the wrong way, they're coming after you the entire game. Like, oh, for sure. <laughs> and I, I did that. I, I did that when I played in line with my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law was 
our pro goalie the one year and in line. And, you know, every, it was funny because every time someone touched him, he knew like I'd be there because I, I was playing defense in, and pro in line. And I, I, I didn't stand for that shit. I really didn't. There was a time where I grabbed a guy and I threw him up against the glass and picked him up. And like, you touch him again, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, <laughs> so yeah, that's how well, it I was. It. It's like, it's, it's not trying to prove that you got a bigger dick than someone. It's just one of those things that goalies are vulnerable. They're not looking or thinking about they're about to get run because they're worrying about making the save. So for them to get run and just to like, as a forward or even as a defenseman, you see your goal turn to get run. I don't care. Like, or ran, I should say, um, all five of you should be in protecting him. I don't care if you get, you know, a third man in, whatever it is. It's it's letting yeah. the other team know that you're not going to stand for that shit. No, and I, that, and that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and it's it's ridiculous. Now it's like you say, it's I, I noticed it this weekend repping is some of these goalies were getting hit and, you know, they were peeling off. Not like, yeah. okay, like whatever. And like yeah. to me, it, you know, as a ref, I, I ref the same way as I would play. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to, like I said before, I'm going to let you play until you're an asshole. And then you, you, when you ruin the game, you're going to ruin it for your team. So if someone goes in and touches your goalie and they get a little scrum and, you know, push here and there, I'm not fucking calling it. No way. No way. And that's why it should be like that. It should look, the ref should be able to realize the situation that's developing and which 90% of the time they do. And, take you right away without giving you a warning then all right you know next time well i can't fucking do that again so it's, i'm not trying to say be scummy or think of other ways to be scummy but there are ways around you know the official to get even with someone yeah and there's also yeah, a time and place for it yeah i'm not saying and, like and you know me go ahead no no you know me as like uh you know outside of hockey with hockey and you know, I'm, I'm the type of guy that you can talk to, you know, like with refing and shit like that, you know, even with a coach. Like I even told our kids when we coached before, if you see something I don't do, like come and talk to me. I could take criticism. You know what I mean? Like I could take it. So when when these kids are like looking at me from like 12 and up all the way up to the fucking 18s, even the adults, like the 35 year old division, you know what I mean? Like they look at me and they're like, oh, what, why is this guy calling this? Like, why? Like, he's fucking awful. And I'm like, listen, man, I'm like, you know me. If you, if I see something, I'll talk to you. You know what I mean? I'll talk to you right away and, and tell you what you're doing wrong and what you're allowed to do and what not to do. Yeah. You know, and that's, that, that's the biggest thing too with, you know, refing is in, and that's, that goes with, oh, I, I don't want to say with, you know, not dictating a game because there was, it's, it's some of these, like we say, some of these refs are dictating games that shouldn't be dictated. And that, that goes from ice, inline, fucking ball hockey, you know, floor hockey and shit, so, et cetera. No, listen, I agree with that. It, and my my biggest pet peeve is, you know, the younger kids that – not trying to make you younger kids sound like pussies, but you kind of are being pussies lately. So – and not even just ice hockey, but roller too. It's, it's, it's one of those things where – you have the ability to change the game and a goaltender. It's one of those things that all they have the ability to do is to prevent you from changing the game. And a mentality like aspect behind it is where if you think you're going to go out and play like shit, or if you're going into a game and you're going against a team that you know is obviously better and you come out and play like shit because you know that they're better than you, you're just fucking yourself. And yeah, me because even in men's league like this is stupid to say but even in men's league there's teams that like when i go and show up for a men's league like oh who the fuck are we playing oh we're playing so and so it's like great and like 
that's coming from me because there's certain games that I don't want to play, but I still do. And I still show up for my team because I'm not there to screw them over. And I know yeah. certain players that in the youth, you know, organization coming back up where they'll look at certain teams, throw a little temper tantrum and sulk about it and not play well because they threw themselves out of the game. And like you guys, oh, it gets in, it's a, it's a mind fuck already. Yeah. And it's like you younger, or you, I shouldn't say all of you, but some of you guys that are in the younger generation need to man the fuck up and check your sack and make sure you still got something underneath there because I swear to God, you act like the biggest fucking meat wallet I ever met sometimes. <laughs> so, and, and, the, and to go along with that, Mike, and, and for this weekend, it's obviously an inline hockey, you know, it's black ice is big. Uh, Tour road runners is big. Mm-hmm. Uh, team rank rats big. So it, I can see in team, you know, New Jersey assault with my buddies, Justin and Jay that run it. And uh, it, it, you see that teams, I could see it going through teams when they get on the floor and, you know, when they get on the bench and they're like, oh, fuck, we got to play New Jersey Assault. Oh, we got to play Rink Rat. Oh, we got to play Roadrunners or Black Ice. You you can see the mindset that when kids do that because they're already mind-fucked. Yep. And, and it's and, and and as really be- sad. And as a better team, too, it's kind of funny because you kind of walk around. If you're number one, number two in the league and you're playing to number three, four, five, whatever, anyone's below you, you kind of walk into the rink knowing, like, all right, we can either pump the shit out of these guys or we're going to let them hang around and they're going to end up beating us like a one nothing, a 2-1, 3. It's going to be a close game. So, oh yeah. It, it really depends on both sides. So like if that better team comes in and, you know, you know, they're kind of like, "Oh, well, we're going to shit stomp these kids." And all of a sudden the other, you know, the not as good team, I should say, comes out with a better mentality like, "Boys, we can beat this team." I guarantee yeah. you they're going to beat them. Guarantee it. Doesn't matter oh, if you're yeah. pro, non-pro, fucking youth. It's all a mentality, like, aspect behind it. And if you're not willing to be all in 100%, especially with the systems you play, you're not – you shouldn't even show up. And that's and, – and you say the systems to, you know, go, go with that as well is, you know, the systems in roller hockey now are just ridiculous. They are just – like, it's, it's basically, you know, let's hold the puck behind the net until someone chases you. You go down. And if you have nothing at the red line, you bring it back. So as a ref, it's kind of relaxing because you don't have to do all the skating. But, you know, as, as playing wise, it's, it's kind of boring, man. It really is. Like when I, when we were playing with contact and MLRH or, you know, XIHL or AIHL or PHA, it was go down, get a scoring chance. The other team gets the puck, goes down, gets a scoring. It's, it was back and forth hockey. Now yeah. it's, it's it's literally like oh let me hide behind a net and wait for a guy to chase me if I have nothing I'm gonna bring it all the way back like I, now, I get it what they're I get it what they're trying to do I really do but it's I mean it's kind of de- detrimental to the, the actual game of hockey almost yeah absolutely because inline's supposed to be fast yeah like fast and scoring like you see some scores that are like eight one you know seven two eight eight, seven in a game, 15 goals in a game. It's, it's really unheard of, but it's, it, that's what it's meant to do. It really is. This might be a dumb question now. Is there still no icing, no offside? No, there's, there's nothing at all. There's, there's not the only, the only, the only rule I feel that they should include in inline hockey is the fucking delay game. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. You know, like the whole thing with behind the net in, I was talking to a bunch of buddies this weekend about the uh, the PHA Pro League that um, 
they implemented the behind the net. You're not allowed to stop behind the net anymore. Really? Yeah. So you can't. It, the only way you can stop is if you pivot and go the other way. That's it. You if you stop, I guess it's a delay game right away. It's a two now, minute is penalty. Full, is it a full two minute uh, penalty or a minute and a half? Two, they, I believe it's two minutes in in PHA. But when we were running this weekend, because it was twelve minute two twelve minute periods. Yeah. Stop time. They they did a minute and a half, which makes sense, especially with the shorter clock. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I just and that they and so many teams were you know throwing the puck out of play or you know just purposely fucking shooting it out, and it, it was it was almost annoying because they were up by a goal and they were getting pressure. So they, let's throw it out of play and stop you know stop time and get a rest. Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah. Bring out the ice hockey, and we'll see how well that works for you. That's that's the one thing that kills me with like you know you can see like truly like purebred roller players that only play roller, and then when they hop on the ice, they look like fucking Bambi out there just being born because like they can't get their feet underneath them, and then also they're trying to send shit halfway across the ice, and then they're like, oh fuck, that's icing. I forgot about that. It's like no yeah. shit. Yeah. Like thank you, fucking Captain Obvious. Where have you been for the past fifteen years? Piece yeah. of shit. Sorry, that gets me. Heated. But I, I'm not, and, and I'm not, I'm not dissing inline hockey. You know, when people listen to the earlier episodes, like how I preach it, preach it, like you know, with John and Shavo, like I, I do believe it helps you in the long run. But it's some of the some of the systems and the way kids play these days, like noticing it because I, I haven't really seen it in in two years you know with yeah. coaching and shit like that and with with my son playing but going back into it it was just like it was a fucking it was a mind fuck like mind world you know like this is how these kids are playing these days and i, I i'll be honest with you the best games i ref this weekend and you're gonna laugh at me is the u6 division and and the 35 and over league in the ghl that, huh the GHL, the Geezer Hockey League. Dude, I, I tell you, and that was the most – the six-year-olds were, were – it was just awesome. I, I saw it on my schedule. I'm like, fuck, I got you six, man. This is going to suck, right? Yeah. As soon as I got out there, man, it was it was like being a dad and watching those kids play and watch – dude, it was like the Stanley Cup for them, man. It was, You should have seen the fucking fans these kids had. It was, The bleachers were packed. Upstairs was packed, overlooking behind the net. It was it was like an NHL game for these kids. What? It was, it was awesome, man. It the was only really thing I was. did at six years old was go to Chuck E. Cheese and get told that <laughs> I can't fucking be there anymore. So it's great. Yeah, my my buddy and the, the picture I put up on Instagram was my buddy my buddy's kids and they were it was their first time it was actually their first game and they were joking around they they know me and they were like oh can I take the face off and can I take the face and so. If you look in the picture closely, they both almost they, they were taking the face off together, and I I allowed it because it was it was used six. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, at that age you gotta let them have fun. I mean I don't think at well maybe they do at six years old, but a lot of kids at that age they don't realize the type of stage that they're really playing on at such a young age. Like state wars oh. is one of hands it's, down the best tournaments to play in for roller. Oh, and 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 Timmy Timmy McManus does a great job. Him and Greg thompson do a great job and timmy timmy knows his shit and knows what he's doing and and it's awesome what he's doing for the game and he uh he's actually i believe he's coaching team usa this year in in the in the worlds so he, he, he knows his sh- he, he's a great guy you know 
he uh, he welcomed me back in open arms with you know coming back to ref and everything with him, and it, it was awesome. It was awesome seeing him getting good to talking to him and Greg this weekend as well. Dude, good for you. That's a bit, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Real quick, so I want to go back to John Java real quick. So I on Instagram, uh, actually yep. saw John. He is I don't know if he's sponsoring, but he was trying out this thing called Mars Blade. And it's a oh, new gate, like, right? Yeah, it's like a new rocker for roller. Yeah, super weird. And like when I was watching his video, he was explaining, he's like, "Oh man, like you're really like not struggling, but trying to keep yourself well balanced. It feels like a real skate uh, on ice." And I'm just thinking to myself, like, for a pro guy, hands down one of the best players in the world in my eyes for roller. Yeah, for yeah. him to like tell you that, you know, for any normal guy that's gonna hop on those, it's gonna be tough. Like, he, he made it look those, way too he easy. Uses those during, he uses those during the summertime to train. Really? Yeah, when he when he skates. Like, he skates no a path and shit. I had no idea. Yeah, he, he's been doing that, I believe, for almost two years now that he uses them. And it's, when I first saw him, I'm like, what the fuck are these things? That's <laughs> exactly what I said. I was like, what the fuck are those? Yeah. Like, John, don't do it. And now that I find out he's doing it, well, go fuck myself. <laughs> But no, it's it's cool though because um, with our podcast, we're able to bring a lot of people on that um, a lot of people that play youth hockey would love to you know ask questions. And I think definitely next time around, so our next podcast for a lot of viewers, if you guys want to send us like question and answers for us to ask the next player, um, we're more than willing to do that for you guys. We love getting Q and As from you guys and also feedback. So. Don't ever be scared to direct message us. Uh, no, not at all. In Instagram. So that's where we get all of our content. If you guys have any good videos that you guys want us to post, um, highlights. Um, the only thing we ask is we're not trying to – we've had some people bitch and moan. And listen, you sent us the video. We posted it. And then you want to bitch about it. Like, suck a fat one. I hate to say yeah, it. Yeah, we're not, we're, not, we're not taking it down. No. If, if it gets sent in, it gets sent in. It's the same thing, yeah. you know, if you, someone puts it on fucking YouTube or something. It, we're not taking it down. We're not, we're, not condo- we're not making fun of, you know, like a dumbass coach for throwing sticks on, but he was a piece of shit. So I, I will make fun of him. Um, I mean, how could he not? It, I, Who throws just, twigs over yeah. a fu- – what was that? Junior – No, it was fucking – it was like U14s that the kid fucking did it. The guy did it. Like, you fucking get the U14s and you're throwing sticks out of there. Buddy, you don't even get paid a coach and you're fucking tossing yeah. twigs like you can afford to buy three more. Settle not, down. It's not happening yet. Like, fucking simmer down, bud. Like, fuck. All those kids are rocking $300 two ends and he's just yeah, chucking yeah. them like he's about to fucking be a javelin thrower. You know, and I, and we, and I, I, when we got that fucking post and I put it up, the one kid's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to sue you. What the fuck are you going to sue me for? Bro, I, go back I, to Chuck E. Cheese. You can't sue shit. Yeah. Like it, it's up. It's, it's freedom of speech. I'm not condoning anything. I'm not fucking making fun of. I just put freedom it up. The kid asked me to put it up. It's freedom of speech. I put it up. So that's it. So again, go fuck yourself. Yeah, like, holy fuck, man. <laughs> so thank you for the content, and uh, thank you for letting us rip on you for a little bit because your little meltdown <laughs> made our day, so. Absolutely. I'll you tell you, talk, what, you talk, one, one thing I got to talk about with a meltdown this weekend. <laughs> it, it fucking just ate me. It didn't eat me alive. It just fucking aggravated me. So, like, as I'm refing, you know, it, it's – 
you get the the, the parents, man. We're gonna go back on this fucking <laughs> the superstar fucking coaches from the stands. Like they're just fucking chirping. Like, are you watching the same game? I go, yeah. Are you watching the same game? I am. Like, just fucking leave it alone, man. Let the kids fucking play. Like, and it was sad because the coach after the game goes, "Are those guys serious up there?" And I go, "No shit." Like, you're the coach. Like, the team was down, you know, seven goals. They were down seven goals, right? And it was yeah. like four minutes left in the game, and the coach goes. Don't chase behind the net. We don't want them to run the score up, right? Yeah. The parents are like, chase them. Go get them. What are you doing? Like, go get Don't listen to your coach. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh like, you sign, you sign your kids up to play hockey with a coach, and you're still fucking coaching them up in the stands. Like, if you couldn't do it back in the day and play hockey, don't fucking do it now when your kid's playing hockey. You yeah, are a fucking loser, and you couldn't fucking play hockey back then. Don't fucking do it now. Or Let no, your no, no, no. Kid do it. No, they're the, they're the parents that played college hockey. Then you look up their college; they played like D three at fucking like a community college, and then you realize that they had to oh, pay I to played, play. I played fucking. I played Hat Community College, Eric <laughs> like, College Ice Hockey. Yeah, what oh, was that fucking I played, I played fucking college F- hockey back in the day. Yeah, where? Oh, fucking uh, Northampton Community College. Uh, <laughs> isn't that a men's league team? Uh, no, it was. I don't know. Fuck off. Fuck off. That's all I gotta say. I hate oh, parents no. that fucking chirp players too from the stands. Like, bro, if you're gonna chirp a player, why don't you just go throw a skates on? We'll just handle it on the ice. Like, oh, for... I love, it, I it, love it, getting it, it just... big, fat, meaty, fucking like ogre looking dads that have the full beard just hanging over yeah. the railing, cussing you out. And then my biggest thing, whenever someone was, like, you know, chirping me, I would always blow kisses. Just, I'll be over later, baby. And yeah. then it, it's one of those things, man, you get the parents fired up, especially if you just smoke their kid's team. And they just point yeah. at the scoreboard and be like, hey, man, not my fault your kid sucks. Like, like oh, it, it, was, it, it was brutal, man. It really it, – <laughs> it, 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 it almost made me, like, not want to fucking ref – because it was just it was just hearing them disgusted me it really did because it's like let your fucking kid play like again state wars is the top inline tournament series in the fucking world yeah you're playing you're playing high level fucking tournament hockey like yeah. let your fucking kids play you're you'll never in your fucking you know dreams ever imagine playing for this as yourself but your kids are playing it so let them play yeah, and that's the thing too, man. I think as all of us, we started out playing roller hockey as kids, and then that's when we transitioned to ice. And yeah, you got to think about when we were in the streets, you know, shooting on like a brick wall or a net, or you broke a window or something. Like that's when you don't have the parents to come out and tell you what to do. Like you taught yourself, right? And when you're in a hockey game, you don't need to listen to the parents or the bystanders that are telling you what to do. Like you know what's right and wrong. If you fuck yeah. up, you go to the bench, you know you screwed up. You don't need someone else telling you that you fucked up. And I hate that. And for a lot of the the younger guys that listen to us and even some of the older guys that play men's league, it's like, put it this way, there's professionals that we talk to on a day-to-day basis and they tell us all the time, like, I'm a professional and I still fuck up. Like, there's room oh, for yeah. error. So, like, don't take someone's criticism heart, like to heart. It's one of those things that if they criticize you, you know, Take it with a little grain of salt. I mean, don't get me wrong; it fucking sucks getting criticized. But they're trying to better or benefit you, 
on getting yeah. better as a player and they're not trying to degrade you or say you're a piece of shit. Like if you're a piece of shit, I'll just let you know. But it's one of those things where I hate hearing parents after a tough game that their kids lost or something like that. And they go after them like, Oh, well you should have done this. Oh, you didn't play well. It's like, you don't think they know that? Like you don't need to fucking preach to them on for an hour and a half, three hour car ride home. Like, Oh, well, Johnny, you should have fucking did this. You should have stepped up here. Like, Listen, that's the power. Oh, you should have you, you should have had three points this game, but you didn't because yeah. people weren't you know skating with you or or fucking <laughs> like you brought me to a good subject. Or okay, parents are sucking their own kids' dick off because they think they're superstars, and then they realize that they're playing like uh, you know an immediate. I wouldn't say mediocre league if they're playing EHL or EHLP yeah. or anything like that, and your parents are like, "Oh well, Timmy, you were the best out there, even though your team lost by eight. It's like um, your kid you were not do well if he's like minus six like i hate kid i hate parents that are just like oh well my kid's the best they should be playing around him like dude, shut the fuck up like you gotta think about that too mike is if you look at it if like for example a kid has 26 points right yeah the kid has 26 fucking points and those 26 points are against fucking lower teams in your fucking division and you can't do jack shit from the top three teams you you're ain't worth doing, shit. You're not. You're not. You might as well go play U18. I, I, I can tell you that, and you ain't got to tell me the rest of the story. No one's going to want you. Oh, yeah, I put up, you know, 30-some points in 50-some games. Then you look up, like, one, that's not even a good st- statistic in my mind. But it's one of those things, too, like you just said. Like, if you're going against mediocre teams or bottom-of-the-barrel teams and you're putting up points, like, let me just get a – a little slow clap for you because no one gives a <laughs> shit. And I, I hate to say it. It's like if yeah. I come to certain games and I, I watch top tier like players and, you know, they're putting 110% in and, you know, they just can't find the back to the net, but they have the opportunity. Like, listen, I give you the credit. Like you played phenomenal. You did well. You just couldn't find the back of the net. But if you're coming out and you're, you just smoke a team, like let's say like eight nothing, you have four of the goals and you're walking out, like you have a 12 inch dick, dude, you might as well just cut it in half because you look like a pussy. Yeah, I I totally a hundred percent agree. Sorry, like that's the thing that annoys the shit out of me. I hate parents and kids that literally come after like pumping a team. Like, oh, that was too fucking easy. Yeah, well, no shit. Those kids probably like, were skating blind. You probably were playing uh, yeah, against will, a team that was nothing but Ray Charles. Yeah, I will. <laughs> fucking I, sorry. I will but. never. I will never coach my kids i will never coach landon or brayden hell no i, I don't even know if i'm ever gonna have kids so that might be a no i just I, I and that's the thing because I, i'm gonna let them do their own thing they obviously know you know like right now when landon plays landon asked me dad what what can i do to get better what can i do to do this can you like when he goes to his his hockey on wednesdays man he's like dad can you come on the ice with me i go on the ice with him and i push him yeah you know what i mean it's not that i push him push him i i i push him to make him better, and if he's like, Dad, I can't do it, I stop and I show him the right way. I don't get pissed off. Like, oh, you got to do it this way. This is how it's got to be done. You know what I mean? And that's and then that touches on the you know the dads as well. Like even their moms. Like, oh, you're a fucking pussy. Oh, you need to do this. Oh, you need to do that. You need to step it up. Like, first and foremost, you, you can't talk shit if you never played hockey. Yeah. Like you don't know how hard hockey is. Like yeah, and if my you know, mom ever told me I was a pussy, I would tell her on sit on sit on it and spin. Yeah, it's a great, it's the greatest fucking game in the world, greatest game. Oh, it like, is, and, and that's the yeah. thing. It's it, it's what 
30 or 25 miles an hour to 30 miles an hour on the ice full speed with certain players. And then you're skating on not even a quarter of inch of steel. And like, you're making these amazing, like, you know, turns. And a lot of people don't realize the actual dynamics and like science behind hockey. I'm not trying to bring out my nerd side, but (laughs) let me just say there's so much more behind it than just throwing pair pair of skates on, you know, throwing a stick in your hand and going out shooting a puck. Like, there's so much behind it. Your release, the way you control the puck, the way that you can cradle a puck off one hand. Like it's just little things that people don't think about, especially at a young age that when you almost like what Colton was saying, you go up to certain leagues, you realize that you can basically be at the top league. Now you just hone in the little things to make themselves better. And a lot of guys, they don't realize that. And they keep trying to do 40 different things to make them better at practice and reality you only need to do two or three drills to hone in on your certain i wouldn't say disadvantages but something that you're not as strong on like whatever your weakest point is so i don't know man for for those people that go out there and definitely give it 110 percent kudos to you but yeah respect you for, for sure it's not over yet it, it's one of those things if you're 16 and you're playing 16 double a and you're trying to play triple a or, or if you're 16 and you're eligible to play juniors go try out and play juniors we talked about that what like our second podcast if you're eligible to go play juniors and you don't make it but yet you make a triple a team why not because yeah. now you just got a foot in the door for your organization to better yourself down the road so again we're not here to bash people on your skill or that, but if you're gonna make excuses to try to make yourself look better than what you are i'm calling you the fuck out on that shit and oh yeah hell yeah so, anyway sorry that was just my little rant no, you're good, man. But um, I mean, other than that, I it's a pretty good podcast today, and yeah, we really excellent. appreciate everyone coming on and listening to us. Um, absolutely. before, sorry, what were you saying? No, absolutely. I said absolutely. It was great. It was a good one. So, today. before we uh, head out, um, the biggest thing that I really want to touch on, especially since we have Colton on, is obviously our sponsor, Bear Beards. Um, Bear Beards, we've been talking about them for the past couple podcasts. They're good friends of ours, but they're a very, very well-developed company in my eyes. They're small, but they have the room to literally progress above and beyond what they, you know, whatever you can really imagine. So if you actually go on their Facebook page and if you ever want to look up their ratings or anything like that, it's rated by multiple people. Um, they're five out of five stars. Um, on Facebook, it's B-A-R-E, Beards, all one word. Um, you can't get any orders through there unless you message them directly. But if you go on Etsy, ETSY.com, um, I know for right now from what they're telling me, um, they have free shipping right now on all their products. So jump you, on it, jump on it. And that's the biggest thing. And on top of that, if you use our promo code gongshow 10 you'll get 10% off your entire order. So that's bare beards. Go on Etsy.com for any orders or anything like that. Use our promo code gongshow 10 for dusty dimes and you'll get 10% off your order. Um, so for any guys that are trying to grow beards, trying to keep it healthy, um, even if you need comb or even if you actually need lip balm to, if you got chapped lips, they do that as well. So again, go to bear beards on Facebook or Etsy.com bear beards and everything will be there for you. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I just want to, you know, give a shout out to our other sponsor, Mon- monster hockey sticks. You know, they're, they're really great. You know, it's handcrafted. You know, they created one of the lightest sticks on the market right now. It's guaranteed for the best performance, you know, balance and durability. And it's it's a very, very affordable cost at 149 right now, guys. And uh, give, them, give them a look at 
mo- uh, monster hockey sticks on Instagram or look up hashtag monster sticks on Instagram as well. And uh, give them a follow, like some of their stuff, give them a message, you know, see what they got to offer with the sticks as well. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you listening to another episode of Dusty Dimes. Hope you guys stay dusty. Dusty, stay dusty, boys.